Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Baby Bowl 2020 here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. You can find me, your host, Wes Easley, over on Twitter, at Loafinit on Twitter. You can also follow the show and the Fantasy Impact Today Network and all the different podcasts that we have going on here over on Twitter as well, at FI Today with a little underscore. And at what I try to do with the Fantasy Impact Today uh, Twitter page is I like to make it into like a a sports page. You know, I, I used to be able to run out to the store and get a newspaper. The USA Today was something I grabbed almost every Friday, every Monday, if not every single day, and open it up to the sports section, mainly because it had a lot of color pictures, and I like colored pictures. But you can read stuff from all over the place, and one of the people that I post there, I retweet a lot of things on the Fantasy Impact Today uh, Twitter handle. I, I like to repost different fantasy football community work there or actually a lot of different sports there and one of the guys that I always tweet out and tweet back and 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 help support in this fantasy community is the founder of the baby bowl himself Robert Norton how you doing tonight Robert I'm doing great Wes how you doing tonight I'm doing fine when was the last time somebody called you Robert Whew. it's been a little while uh definitely uh probably my dad <laughs> <laughs> Did you did you fight the last guy? I should have asked that before I asked to call you Robert. No, 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 I don't mind. Okay, no, I'm, I will. I'll call you Rob. It's it's at Rob Norton on Twitter. Uh, at Rob Norton zero seven two three. I was thinking of your Twitter handle, and I was very curious what the zero seven two three represents because in my head it's like a James Bondish kind of a thing. That's funny. You know, a lot of people ask me what the 0723 is. A lot of people are like, oh, is that, uh, I mean, I think it was like a week ago someone asked me, like, is that your your birthday? Is it July 23rd or something? Can, and, I, can, can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead and give a guess. Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. Boom. I'm taking home the prize, right? <laughs> you're close. You're close. It, is, it does happen to actually do with, with basketball. Um, really? uh, hold on, hold yeah. on. We, we, we need to make this into a contest, Rob. We, we I need know, to do right? something. Yeah, we need to have people guess what this is. I don't know how we do that. I, I don't know what to do unless you just want to go ahead and reveal what it is. Yeah, I can go ahead and reveal it. I mean, okay. I know a lot of people. A lot of people already know because I've told them. So, um, yeah. So, I'm a big for people who don't know. I'm a, I'm a huge, huge basketball fan as well. I mean, I'm a sports fan in general, but I'm a huge basketball fan, especially. I play basketball all the time, even you know to this point before or pre COVID and stuff, I, I was playing, you know, multiple leagues per week, playing two, three, four times a week. Um, so 23, it was my, it was the, you know, your typical number that, you know, you associate with Jordan, LeBron, um, things like that. And that was like a, num a number that I, um, always wanted growing up in high school and everything like that. And then, then 07 is actually just my graduation year. So. All right, well, that's that's still that's now we know what that means, and it's yeah. kind of like your James Bond number at Rob Norton zero seven two three. And Rob, we do that a lot. I know uh, the fantasy football community is really good at supporting one another, retweeting each other's stuff. And I, 
we, we all know, I'm not going to say it's a competition because some of us believe that if one of us wins, we all win, especially those of us kind of in this circle of friends that we're all in together and everything. So if one of us wins, we all win. We share in our victories. We share in our losses. Great community of supporting each other, of lifting each other up. And I like to do that with that Fantasy Impact Today Twitter handle is I like to make it into that sports section. And you're somebody who's always on there towards the end of the week, the beginning of the week. I think you go into your DFS bunker in the middle of the week because I don't get a lot of stuff from you, really. Uh, yeah. yeah, pretty much. That's usually usually how it goes. Is like the my my process this um, this year has been like beginning of the week. Um, I kind of recap it a little bit. Do my recap threads. Do the uh, do the recap for the Bay Bull stuff. You know, tweet that stuff out. Get that stuff circulating, and then like um, I start start kind of writing because I usually do two articles a week. One's a sh- kind of a streamer article, like a, a deep dive kind of article, and um, so I do I you know, start working on the, that. And then I also start, you know, chipping away a little bit at the, the DraftKings article. And, uh, you know, by the end of the week, I, I'm getting both of those published. And, um, you know, I ch- and I've always wanted to kind of put out the DraftKings article a little bit earlier. I might try that next year, maybe a day or two earlier. But the problem with that is, is that, you know, so much can change at the end of the week when you're, when you're looking at stuff, you know, just like, just like last week, you know, I, I could have put out, a bunch of stuff saying start Aaron Jones and then a day a day or two before Aaron Jones gets ruled out now Jamal Williams becomes basically one of the chalkiest plays on the, on the entire slate so you know that's that's part of the reason why I kind of try to wait yeah, Pierre and I put one out on uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, kind of gets out Thursday, sometime right there in the middle of the week. I like to marinate on those things and that's probably my problem with DraftKings or even with the Baby Bowl is I think about things too long and too hard. I just need to I I need to black everything out and just go straight for the gold, you know, right there on the on on the spot. Maybe that's what Grant Tower did, who is our week what was week seven winner of the Baby Bowl 2020. And you can find him on Twitter at Grant Tower. Let me bring Grant into the program. Hey, how you doing? Doing fine, Grant. I forgot to say, like, hey, how are you, Grant? I forgot to yeah, say. Yeah, that's that. all right. <laughs> hey, Grant, I was trolling you on Twitter. I think that's what the young kid says. I, I wasn't sliding into your DMs or anything. Let's not, let's not get the wrong. Let's not get the wrong impression here. I was just trolling you on Twitter, and I noticed this taps on main always keeps popping up on your Twitter. What is that? Uh, so taps on main is a sports bar uh, in downtown Kansas City that I own with my brothers and I operate. Ah, oh, what? Rob, we could have done this on location tonight, my friend. Right? That would have been that uh, would have been know, awesome. I to invite you guys. I really did. I just I didn't get to it. Oh. <laughs> we're, we're, we we uh, we we could try to make that happen at some point. I I've, I've been to Kansas City somewhere in that neighborhood um once or twice in my life. I it was right there. Is that the same little area like where uh Cincinnati, Kansas, all that all those places all meet together? That's where I was. Um Kentucky, well, all the like where the roller coasters are and stuff. Nope. That, that, that's, I, I'm thinking <laughs> the wrong geographic. Yeah, I think so. Kansas City is the border of Missouri and Kansas. Yeah, I, I, look, look, geography was not my strong suit in school. Maybe school <laughs> was not my strong suit in school either. I, I, I think, I think in terms of vacations, and whenever you have children. The, the vacations is just you try to survive and you forget where you are. You just try to black it all out. You try to <laughs> at least that's what I do. I, I could be wrong. Uh, I've, I've seen enough aquariums and zoos. I could take you guys to that place, those places all across the country. So that's that's how I kind of roll, man. That's how I roll. <laughs> 
But Grant, you scored the highest point total. This this wasn't the highest point total ever, was it, Rob, for a winner of the Baby Bowl? No, I don't believe so. Um, it's second. I looked. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I thought it was I thought it was second. I thought there was like a one ninety. I think it was David yeah. Latham one week had one ninety something, if I remember correctly. But but Grant, you you flirted with it this week. I did. Couple bad decisions away from it, you know. Right, and and that's what we like to do here. We like to highlight your lineup here, and we can talk about that. Who who did you have starting at quarterback? Because I I had Josh Allen, and I thought Josh Allen was going to have a huge game against the Jets, and I think the Bills kind of slept walking that game, especially in the first half. So he kind of let me down. I burned my Josh Allen bridge uh, this past weekend. But who did you put in there as the Baby Bowl uh, quarterback? So I had Russ. Uh, liked him in a primetime game. I can't say I blame you there. That was a probably a popular pick, right, uh, Rob? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Russ was was uh, pretty popular this week. Yeah, I think I burned Russ at some point. If not, I'm I'm still holding on to him. I, I once again, I probably outthought the room with Josh Allen. I thought he was going to get more touchdowns uh, on the ground because he likes to run those balls in. I thought he was just the, maybe some jets turnovers as well. And like you talked about, Rob, the, uh, I think Flacco wasn't as ended up, didn't end up being quarterback last week. It was Darnold. And that didn't kind of come about until later on in the week. And I think at that point I was, I was just set on Josh Allen in my brain and I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to move off him. I'm so, I'm so bad at this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. It really is. I mean, like you said, you know, yeah, it's, you, you, you get to a point where you're like thinking about this guy, this guy, do I want to play this guy? Do I want to save this guy? You know, what do I want to do? And you start, sometimes you start to overthink it. Sometimes you don't, you know, th- think about to uh, think about enough. You don't think about enough factors and it, it's, it's tough to get the right plays in there. Yeah. I, I am looking over. I have had, I have had one quarter, no, two quarterbacks score over 20 points so far in the baby bowl. That is, that, that is not very good. I've got to improve on that. Those guys are the, oh, maybe three, maybe three, because I had Mitch Trubisky that first week, and I was hanging my hat on being a genius that first week, and I haven't, well, there's Russell Wilson, too. I'm trying to navigate this My Fantasy League. That This is a tough navigation system. We were talking about that beforehand, and I've got so many people pulled up here. It's hard to, it's hard to see all these people who I've started from weeks past. Yeah, it definitely is. Like when you're looking, looking back and trying to see who you started each each week, you know, it's a it's a little bit uh, busy on the page, I, I guess you'd say. So yeah, Grant, who did you have at running back? Because that'd be the next big uh, taker. Holmes, did you have the Jamal Williams pick? I did have the Jamal Williams pick. I also had Geo. Um, I thought both of those were pretty chalky, and then had Clyde. Uh, that didn't work out great. The you know the Chiefs defense decided to do all the work on that one. Man, they did. I had them in a, a fantasy league. I'm really good at picking up defenses, which we're not good, which we don't have here in this league. I, I actually looked for that last week. I was like, hey, I'm going to sneak a defense in here, and I, I couldn't do it. I knew I couldn't do it, but I was trying. <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way, Rob. I was trying to put in a cheat code, and I couldn't put one in. I but I had Kansas City. I think everywhere last week, um, and there was a. I, I don't know who else was a good running back pickup last week i know i put kamara in there and he had 22 points um let's see i'm trying to go to mine and see what i had i i think yeah i also played the geo jamal williams um both of those plays was like like grant said it was pretty chalky you know most people in this league have have kind of caught on to filling in the uh 
the fill-in running backs, you know, when they when they can, just so you can get more plays. Because you know, when you can think about it, over the course of the year, you're going to play at minimum 32 running backs. Um, so when you look at the the running back pool, um, I don't think there's 32 that everyone feels great about. So um, that's that's a way to you know kind of extend the pool, the player pool out a little bit, is to throw those guys in when you can and try to get the value. And um, you know, I was thinking about it. Um, I've had, I've been having the strategy of playing only two running backs, three receivers every single week because of, because of that factor, because there's a lot more receivers that are viable than running backs. And so it was interesting when I, when I saw Grant's lineup with the three running backs and, um, you know, I started thinking about it and I was like, you know, this, this week for him, it definitely made complete sense to do that with, with, uh, both of those two chalky running back plays that you want to get in before you, you know, can't use them anymore. Plus he hadn't used CEH yet. And I'm sure his, uh, you know, I'll, I'll ask him the question, but I'm sure his thought process was that he wanted to use him before bell gets even more involved. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think, uh, do you think anybody was uh, turned off by using Madison the week before and they stayed away from uh, Jamal and Gio? I definitely was. I I had brought it up last week, I think, on the show that I had been burned so many times by throwing that backup running back in there. And so I I, I hedged my bet. I, I threw in one. I threw in Geo last week, but I didn't throw in Jamal. Uh, instead, I put in Kamara. And I'm going with you, Rob. I'm usually using those two. And Grant out, outthought us. He outsmarted us by using three last week, <laughs> which I think yeah. was probably a really good strategy because you only used one regular running back and two backups. So that was a good strategy, Grant. Right. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's funny to that point. Um, you know, I haven't looked through everyone's lineup, so I'd be, uh, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm actually probably later on going to go back and look and see, you know, how many people actually did play the Jamal and Geo combo or if, or if, uh, you know, they were scared off by the Madison thing. Cause I think a, you know, some people might have been, but for for me, like I explained before, I I can't get away from it personally, um, unless it's a, it's a very bad matchup, um, and the guy in the running back just doesn't catch passes at all, and it's a really bad matchup. I feel like I almost gotta go with it because I, in my head, I know it's good process. So even if the results don't work out, I know more times than not it's a better process to do that, and so it's it's for me like thinking about it that way it's hard for me to get away from it yeah and that that's probably a good way to think about it but I, when i thought about it last week i thought when aaron jones misses time he usually misses more than one week at a time and that, that's just what my history in my brain uh teaches me anyway and i, I once again school's not my strong suit so maybe my memory's not my strong suit. but uh <laughs> When I was thinking about that, I thought, okay, I'm going to play Geo because Mixon kind of usually misses more times than not to. But I knew, I thought Cincinnati was going to be able to throw the ball a whole bunch last week. I thought they were just going to be stuck in that cycle. And so that's why I wanted to play Geo. I wanted to hedge it so I didn't have to play them both at one time. Uh, Grant, what about your wide receivers? Did you end up playing Lockett and that was your big score? Uh, yes, Lockett was the big score, but uh, I also had Devontae Adams in my Oh, class. weasel. You little weasel, man. <laughs> <laughs> Great job! Yeah, pretty well carried me. That, that's all you needed. You might have scored. I, I don't know how you didn't score two hundred. Who, who was your weakest spot last week? Then, if if you had both of those guys, uh, good old Noah Fan at tight end. Oh yeah, 
How, what did he, how, I mean, how many did he have? Did he even play the whole game? He had 6.8. He did. He played. His like, snap percentage was like 70%. Uh, he just wasn't getting the, the, the work in the passing game. Yeah, they got I the think. new guy there, don't they? What's his name? Um, Albert O. That's what I think everybody calls him is Albert O. In Denver, is that right, uh, Rob? Yeah, yeah, Alberto, the rookie. Yeah, yep, yep. He uh, he actually he he actually did look. Uh, Alberto did did pretty well again for the second straight week now. I think there's a connection there with him and Locke. I think they played at the same school. Maybe I don't know if they played at the same time or not, but they played at the same school. I, I, I'm with you in the tight end boat, though. Grant, I had uh, Hunter Henry. I thought that everybody was going to – I thought he was going to do really well last week with a big point total that the Chargers had going for them, and that was a shootout. And I think everybody on the Chargers caught a touchdown except for the people whose names we knew. I think everybody everybody else caught a touchdown, though. I think that's the case of the tight ends across the league. I mean, it was it was tight end day, right? Did did you even know about that? Did you have like a tight end celebration at the at your uh, sports bar that you own? Yeah, of course we did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I had never heard about it before. Maybe it's just a new thing that's going to end up on everybody's calendars next year. Um, but I didn't. Did you know about that, Rob? No, I I, I didn't until um, you know I seen the whole thing with uh, Kittle and stuff. So next year, though, we've all made a mental note, right? On on tight end Sunday, we're all going to play tight ends just in every flex spot if we can, and every wide receiver spot or any kind of uh, <laughs> uh, you know any lineup that we can. We're going to throw tight ends in it left and right. I think next year, right? Uh, Tyler Lockett must have been a tight end at some point in his career because he he went crazy. He you went know, absolutely crazy. You know it's you know it's funny was I was I was just looking at it and. Um, that combination that he had of of uh, the you know Lockett Adams combination scored more points than than ten people did on their entire team this week. Really? Yeah. So because I think it was about ninety seven, if I'm looking at it correct, I think it was like forty four yeah. and fifty three. Yeah, ninety seven point six, and there was ten people whose entire team scored less than that. So. That, that was definitely definitely a uh, great combo, and that and you know I'm a little upset because I was all I was all I wanted to play Lockett so bad, but I had played him earlier in the year, so um, and I guess I can't complain too much. I played him on the week, I think it was week three when he he put up like 37 or something like that. So you know I can't really cry too much, but at the same time, you know I. I I played DK Metcalf and kind of burned that when he only got about four points. And, yeah. And cause I just loved, I loved that game. I mean, just like that, I was all over that game. I loved, I loved the pace of that game. I knew I felt like it was going to be a shootout. Um, I loved Lockett's individual matchup. Those two are kind of hard to decide between each week. And I loved Lockett's individual matchup. I've actually played him a ton on DraftKings everywhere because I figured Patrick Peterson would be, you know, on, on DK and, you know, even though Patrick Peterson's kind of uh, fallen off a little bit over the past few years, he's still a big bodied, strong cornerback and, you know, he's going to match up with the big bodied, strong, fast receiver. So I figured it was going to be Lockett's time to shine. And, and, you know, I, I, I wanted, I would have played him for sure, but, um, you know, I played him 
played him earlier in the year. So that was definitely a uh, great play by Grant. Most definitely. I, 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 the way I thought throughout the room last week, you know, you talked about wide receivers and everything and, and kind of, I always, I like to throw that one wide receiver in there to see if he's going to hit or not. And going up against the Cowboys defense, I was going, man, Washington's going to have a nice little day. You know, they're going to have a nice day. And they did. They ended up winning that game. I, I think it was J.B. Barry on the Fantasy Magnet podcast. He planted this, pl- uh, this seed in my head, and I ended up running with it. Dontrell Inman. I put Dontrell Inman in my baby bowl lineup last week. Can, can I let you guys guess how many points he has? It rhymes with I mean- hero. It rhymes with hero. Guess which team he played for. (laughs) (laughs) He had caught a touchdown, I think, the week before. And actually, like in week three, he even had 18 fantasy points. And so I was like, okay, all right. I could kind of believe that one. He he, he set up a record low for him this year with zero points last week. So I I completely outthought the room on that one. (laughs) Yeah, you'll you'll have that. Yeah, and then with that Hunter Henry, th- too, uh, not doing so well. There was a couple other players that didn't do really well last week. Mike Davis was one of them. If you ended up putting him in uh, before you know the CMC came back, he didn't have a very good week last week, Rob. Yeah, that one that one was a little little surprising. I mean, it wasn't like the greatest matchup or anything, but you know he's been so involved with uh, with huge snap counts every week, playing that Christian McCaffrey role and doing doing a great job of it um you know over the course of the year and um so it's a little little surprising I, I read that he's a little banged up so maybe that had to do something a little bit of something with it but um yeah he was he was definitely disappointing for those who hadn't played him yet I think most people probably already had but um yeah if you hadn't played him yet he was he was definitely a, a letdown uh, uh Devin Singletary Grant he's he's he, I think he's done in Buffalo. I'm not sure that he's uh, going to have a lot of playing time in the future. He only scored like six fantasy points here in the Baby Bowl anyway. What do you think is that running back situation in Buffalo looking like? Uh, so I'm actually a Bills guy. So oh. I, can, I can talk a little on this. Um, I don't think he's done. I think they really like him. I think they're going to give Zach Moss a shot to take over uh, in the next couple of weeks. And one of those two is going to go off in the next three or four weeks. I just don't know which one. But no, I don't. I don't think they're done with them. I think they're going to find a way to to utilize both of them uh, the way they wanted to coming into the year. Yeah, it seems like that offense has has taken a, a a right turn or something. They're not going as fast and as hard as they were at the beginning of the year. Since you're a Buffalo Bills fan, can you give us a little bit of insight of what's changed? Uh, sure. <clears throat> Last week, really, they weren't that bad. They just weren't finishing. Um, the two weeks prior, uh, they do, you know, Josh Allen has had this thing where he struggles against better competition, or he'll go through a two or three week rut. And then he usually uh, studies and gets out of it. And so I think you're going to see a rebound from him. Um, maybe as soon as this week. But, I, you know, there's so many weapons, there's so much talent on that offense. Uh, I don't think they're going to stay down for long. Okay. All right, I, I can see that. And then that division as well, things are just always changing in that division. Um, it feels like defensively or COVID-related or anything, and the Jets probably won't be hanging in there much longer as far as heart and soul goes. And it almost looks like the New England Patriots, uh, that, that window's closed. And unless something can really happen here in the second half of the season, it looks like their window's closed this year. And if I know 
Bill Belichick, he's he's going to start thinking about draft picks for next year sometime really soon. Yeah, for sure. You know, they're talking about trading uh, Stephon Gilmore, too. So, I mean, if that happens. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's waving the white flag. You know, he's waving the yep. white flag. Uh, now, DK Metcalf, Rob, he, he only had four fantasy points and. What? Who was it? Tyler Lockett had a hundred or something like that. Fifty-three, anyway. <laughs> it, they don't. They don't always do that where they concentrate on one person. You talked about Tyler Metcalf or DK Metcalf being being locked down last week. Is he going to have a resurgence this week, though? Yeah, I'm confident in him. Um, you know, he <laughs> to this point in the year he had he had nineteen, 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 fifteen, twenty-seven, and a bye week. So. That four point one really hurt, but at the same time, you know, I would have no hesitation going back to DK Metcalf any any given week. That that uh, passing tree is so concentrated within those two, pretty much, and then you know, um, basically the the tight ends and and the running backs kind of get the scraps after those two, um, and so you know, those two are pretty reliable week to week. Grant, I I know I I sit here. I'm looking at the New Orleans Saints, and Traquan Smith was always the name since uh, uh, Michael Thomas had been out, and of course Sanders ended up starting coming on. They both were out last week, and then this guy Callaway shows up on the on the scene, and he stole the show, and then left the game last week. I think with a little injured ankle. Is Michael Thomas back this week? Have you been able to hear anything? I've been kind of out of the loop. Uh, I believe he re-injured it, didn't he? Um. I don't know anything for sure, but I I don't think they're expecting him back this week, and I I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, as far, I was gonna say, as far as I know, um, as far as I know, the last thing I read was that he's unlikely to play this week again. So, um, I guess we'll see we'll see how it goes and see, you know, in the next few days whether they expect him to suit up or not. Do you guys think that that's and and I, I don't want to speculate, and I don't like, but I'm a good conspiracy theorist guy. I'll, my my brain <laughs> will go down a conspiracy theory rabbit hole real quick. Do you think something is is going on there in New Orleans? I mean, it is right before the trade deadline. I I don't know. Michael Thomas is a very proud guy, and it seems like if you rub him the wrong way, he will take it out on you. And I don't know if something like that happened with him. But it just seemed very strange that all this is just coming about all of a sudden after he's supposed to come back. And we didn't really hear anything about it until we all got kind of slapped in the face with it, what, last Friday, Saturday afternoon or something, where all of a sudden Michael Thomas was re-injured. And I guess if you practice a little bit, you can re-injure something. If you have an injury on one side, it can hurt something as you compensate for it on the other side. Uh, but, uh, Grant, I'll ask you, do you think something – more is going on here or just a plain old injury? No, I think it's just an injury. <clears throat> okay. I like Rob, it, though. I like I like the conspiracy theory thing. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you think the same thing, Rob? Or Yeah, I think ultimately it's it's just injury. Um you know, everyone anyone who follows me knows I, I constantly am putting out um things that are very, I guess you'd say pessimistic when it comes to injuries. Like I'm extremely pessimistic when it comes to injuries. Um, you know, you see a lot of, a lot of people when they, when they have like a Michael Thomas on their team, they're, you know, it's a big name. They're expecting high end production. So when they, when they don't get that, when the guy gets hurt, 
you know, they're they're they see the, that original timeline and that original timeline was only a couple of weeks or whatever it was. And, you know, everyone's like, no, you know, I, I, he's, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. This, this and this. But I, I'm always telling people when you see that a guy's injured, be pessimistic when it's when they say four to six weeks, you should expect six to eight weeks. I mean, it, it, it's there's so much more likelihood that they come back towards the end of that timeline. And not only that, there's so many chances for an aggravation of that kind of injury or an injury to something else from overcompensation that, and even when they come back, are they fully 100% when they come back? Are they the exact same player they were before? Do they have the same explosion? Even if it's, even if it's just a couple routes where they can't push off that ankle the same way, you know, are they going to, is that going to make the difference in a, you know, a split second where they catch it and get the ball knocked away? There's so many little factors that I, I, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a real big injury pessimist when it comes to guys like that. And so for me, when I look at Michael Thomas, I just, I just think that it's definitely something that has, uh, has, has been an injury that just keeps getting aggravated and, you know, he's just taking longer to come back than people thought he would. Grant, I need a big week from Dalvin Cook uh, this week. I, I really need a big week from Dalvin Cook this week. And Rob has just popped my bubble. All right, so <laughs> that's, that's that's not good. Hey, let me remind everybody. No, they're I listening. Think it's going to happen. You, you, okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let me remind everybody. They're listening to the Baby Bowl 2020 here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Easley, your host at Loafing It on Twitter. I am joined by Rob Norton at Norton0723 on Twitter, and you can follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore there. And all the different co-host names are listed right there underneath the bio. You can find all the different shows and all the different podcasts somewhere in there. It's also a sports page where you can find tons of fantasy football information, basketball information, even a little MLB is sprinkled in there even this time of year. But I will also encourage you, to head over to Anchor FM, whatever platform you like listening to the show on, you can find it right there. And if it happens to be on the iTunes app, you can just slap those stars, leave a review. I thank you so much, Twitter and all, well, I guess, podcast listeners and, and Fit Family that we have out there for listening to the show. Every week it keeps getting bigger. All the different podcasts keep getting bigger. You keep sharing it with your friends. I keep getting different little tweets about sharing it with your friends. I really appreciate you spreading that love and spreading that word. And Rob, I don't know if you know this or not. We're going to be doing some type of contest, some type of giveaway to the Fit Fam uh, for just to show our appreciation for them being with us each and every week, for them helping the show grow and stuff like that. I, I don't think I told you about that. No, yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard anything, but that's that's awesome. Well, I'm a generous guy. It's getting to that time of year where I like to give back a little bit, you know. So I'm a generous guy. And plus, you and I are working on something for this show in particular to kind of give everybody an update on on where the money's gone and different things like that. I hope we get to have that before Christmas time anyway. I hope we get to do something like that. Yeah, that would be, um, you know, awesome if we can uh, nail something down for that. So we'll be hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, well, I'll I'll nail something down. Even if I gotta talk in a different voice, I'll I'll make sure something happens before we have a guest. Uh, and we are joined this evening by Week Seven Baby Boy Baby Bowl winner Grant Tower. And on Twitter, you can find him at Grant Tower. He is co-owner of Taps on Main in Kansas City. You own it with your brothers, is that what you said, Grant? Yep. You want to give them a shout out? How many brothers? Uh, I got two brothers, uh, Jason the oldest, to Mark the middle. So you're the baby. I am the baby. 
So you get like, all, do you get at just uh, the final say in everything that goes on in the in the bar in the in the sports bar? I do actually. Um, <laughs> they're they're silent ish. Uh, so I'm the owner operator. They're just you know they're there, um, now, and we wanted to go in on it together, so we did it. And fortunately, I was I was able to have them come on as, as partners. Um, it's a it's a pretty cool thing to have the family business. Oh, that'd be really cool. Do you have tons of TVs in there and everything? We do. Um, it's a nice open space. So we've got a dozen TVs, uh, but it feels it feels like more, if that makes sense. Um, anywhere you sit, you can you can see any game. So Sundays are awesome. Now I see, like uh, on here, you got a, a a big burger, a quarantine burger. Is that what that is? Or quarantine dinner? What quarantine it, dinner? Huh. I don't know. What? Okay, <laughs> it was a picture. Maybe, maybe it was something. Maybe that was somebody else. Maybe that's what they were just calling it. Do you have anything that you uh, specialize in, like wings or anything like that? Yeah. So I told you I'm a Bills guy. Um, my dad's actually from Tonawanda, New York, which is a suburb of Buffalo, uh, and he's been making wings for 45 years. So we use his his recipe, and if we're known for anything, it's definitely that. Now, what is the secret to wings? I mean, I don't want you to give us your top secret, of course, or anything like that. But it, 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 so you got do you do you marinate them? Do you got to let them marinate? Nope. You don't marinate them I'll, at all. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you how we cook them. Um, okay. We you'll find this in restaurants, and, and not everybody uh, back in Western New York does it. But uh, we do par cook them. But what we do is we par cook them in the fryer at a lower temperature, so you get almost kind of like a confit effect to it. And then they just crisp up real nicely, and, and the fat breaks down inside. And So they're moist, but crispy. That's, having, having crispy wings, that's the most important part um, to, to a real buffalo wing. And the sauce, too. The sauce is very important. The sauce is very important. I can't tell you about that. Okay. <laughs> how, how many different sauces do you have? One. That's it. That you just got That's one. Just oh one. man! Wing sauce, and it is. It's legit. Now I'm a. Okay, I, I I like to taste things, even at Taco Bell or something like that. If I run through it, I don't. I don't like things very hot. I don't mind them. I can eat them, but I like to taste the flavors of things. So are these like fire wings, or are they just nah, more flavor than heat? Okay, I like That's, that. What, what I, I always tell people: it's more flavor than heat. There's there's some cake to it, but. It's not. You're not going to be sweating while you're eating them. <laughs> Rob, are you a hot wing guy, or are you like a flavor, a flavorful wing? I'm more. Well, I like spicy things. So, but at the same time, I don't like to sweat when I'm eating. So, I'm I'm kind of the same. I'm the same way where I like more flavor than heat. So, um, that sauce sounds sounds great to me. Me too. Yeah, I'm, my mouth is watering. I don't. I don't know if right. I have. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of how I can get wings right now. Is what I'm trying to think about. Oh, uh, when, whenever I do it, I have one. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this guy named Stephen Racklin. He's some barbecue guru, right? And in his recipe book, he had this wing recipe called Hong Kong honey glazed chicken wings. Oh, those things. Uh, I love those little. I love those little wings just because it's a. It's a sweet. It's a savory. It's got the garlic spice on there too, so I I like to dribble a little bit of honey over the top of the wings. That's 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 my secret sauce, a little bit of honey. So, okay, yeah, I like I I'm I'm big in I've gotten big into like the um, the sweet and spicy kind of stuff. You know, the little little anything that has a little bit of like honey and or honey, uh, you know, uh, a spicy honey barbecue or 
you know, mango habanero kind of kind of thing where you get the little sp- sweet and the little spice together. I'm all for that. Yeah, well, that Grant, your place sounds great. I I love to be able to sit back and relax and watch some things at a sports bar and also eat a lot of wings. And that place just sounds wonderful, wonderful. Rob and I are we're, we're going to have to take a road trip up there and do a show from there, Rob. One of these times, yeah, we're going to have to. That'd be great. Hey, it's, it sounds You're good to me. Anytime, guys. Uh, all right, hey, let's look ahead now. Help me build my baby bowl lineup. Help me avoid the endmen's of the world, if you guys don't mind. But you you can't stop me. You just you can only hope to contain me from from putting an inman in my lineup. <laughs> I think some of the big games, the popular games that we have to look at with those big point totals. I don't understand why this one is so high though. The San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. I know the Seahawks are a machine, but the 49ers are a machine stopper in my mind. They've got a pretty stout defense, and I'm not sure that they're going to let the Seahawks go off like they did last week, especially with Chris Carson banged up, Carlos Hyde banged up. Who's the kid that everybody's going out and picking off the waiver wire this week, Rob? DJ Dallas something? Yeah, DJ Dallas, um, you know, he's 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 a guy that has come in, and uh, he looks solid in the, the time that he uh, – has gotten to play, so it'll be interesting to see if um, if Carson and Hyde are both ruled out come Sunday. Um, if so, I wouldn't be surprised if he's actually becomes another pretty popular guy. That you know, it's a, it'll be interesting though because, like I mentioned before, we, we like to play those guys in in baby ball, especially. But how many people will go to DJ Dallas in a kind of tough matchup and so it'll be interesting to see okay you're, i i can hear in the hesitation in his in his voice yeah. grant that he's like i don't know about a little dj dallas at the same time he's not telling me not to right uh, i can tell you not to <laughs> thank you thank you uh, i would i just don't i just don't trust that that situation i mean if you saw how russ was throwing the ball on sunday that's i mean the 49ers aren't stopping that it's going to throw all over the place. That's why your total so high, I think. Um, but, yeah, DJ Dallas, I don't know if I'd play him in Baby Bowl. I might go with him in DFS. If you had to start, Grant, if you had to start a, um, a San Francisco running back, who are you starting this week? Uh, uh, probably Hasty. Um, but I'd, I'd like to stay away from that as well if I can. Yeah, I dropped McKinnon last week in a knee-jerk reaction last Sunday night. I was just fed up. I was I was fed up with him, Rob. I was fed up with Drake as well. Uh, I, yeah. I, after he got hurt, the the trade that went through on the Baby Bowl that I posted on the Baby Bowl thing, it ended up being vetoed because he got hurt. I'm not going to trade a hurt player. Um, but the uh, I, so I, I dropped Drake. <laughs> And I, I ended up dropping McKinnon too. I was just frustrated, man. I just frustrated, and I went back and got my boy Tua. So I was, I was, I'm, I'm not happy about that either. Right now, I, it was a knee jerk Sunday reaction, is what it was. Another big high point total is this Tennessee Titans Cincinnati Bengal game. Uh, I don't know if I've used Joe Burrow or not. The Titans, they're they're not that strong defensively against the pass. I'm thinking that this is a sneaky Joe Burrow game. To be honest with you guys, it's a 53 and a half point point total. The only thing I'm a little scared about, I think Cincinnati has a bye week next week, and so I wonder how they're going to handle that. Sometimes, sometimes teams get uh, uh, put into that looking ahead to the bye week kind of a thing. 
would would you be thinking about starting Joe Burrow, Rob? Yeah, um, I love Joe Burrow to be honest, and um, you know he's he's I'm you know I'm always preaching volume on here, and he's had more dropbacks than any quarterback. I think he has more pass attempts than any quarterback. He also runs a pretty good amount. You know he's he's had some. Uh, bad touchdown luck i'd say um but he he's uh you know he's on pace for like 4600 yards passing and like 250 to 300 yards rushing and you know um so in this matchup i i do expect uh tennessee to be in the lead i do expect uh cincinnati and burrow to be chasing points like usual and you know as we've seen they they let Burrow drop back as many times as possible, and and like you said, Tennessee's not a a strong pass defense, so I would have no issue going with Burrow this week. Okay, Grant, I'm going to throw this question your way. You've got um, you've got Baker Mayfield. You've got your choice here of Baker Mayfield. You've got also your guy Josh Allen, or. You have, uh, well, I don't, I don't want to say Patrick Mahomes because they're going to be against the Jets, so it'd be an easy choice. How about Joe Burrow? We'll say Joe Burrow. Uh, which one of those three guys are you choosing this week? Uh, I'll take Allen, but it's close between Allen and Burrow. You get Mayfield all the way out of here. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> Who's he throwing to? Yeah, that's I true. In dream hunt. <laughs> That's true. Uh, how about this, uh, Grant? About anybody in the Thursday night game? We got Atlanta Falcons versus the Carolina Panthers, and that point total is over fifty points as well. Is there anybody there you're seeing that will just shine completely in this baby bowl? Uh, well, I think I think Bridgewater's gonna have a nice game. I'm not sure. I'm gonna. Well, I know I'm not gonna use him because uh, I know I'm gonna use. But um, also, if you haven't used Mike Davis yet. If, uh, you probably ought to get Mike Davis in there talking to you, Grant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as far as, um, I don't know. I mean, your Falcons are your Falcons. So yeah. do your Falcons thing with them. Yeah. That was a weird situation <laughs> last week when, uh, when Todd Gurley ended up scoring that touchdown and he kind of tried not to. And at the same time, I, it's hard to say that he, Tried not to, you know. I mean, <laughs> it was outstanding. Was, <laughs> it, it seemed, it seemed like he thought about going in the end zone, and he was like, "Man, I really want to get this touchdown." And then he's like, "Oh, I can't get the touchdown." And and then, <laughs> and then those Detroit Lions helped push him into the end zone, I believe, a little bit. <laughs> that and was they funny. celebrated. It was it was fantastic. <laughs> it looked like it looked like somebody playing Madden and trying to outsmart the 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 guy that is their opponent just so they can get the ball back. That was very smart. I thought it was very intelligent. So you said you'd know who you're starting at quarterback. Are you going to let us in on that secret, or are you going to keep it hidden like a wing, like your like your wing secrets? Uh, sure, I'll tell you. Uh, Carson Wentz is playing the Cowboys. That's plenty it's, simple. That, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say if you don't mind me jumping in. Um, my decision actually is coming down to Wentz or Bridgewater. <laughs> we mentioned that Thursday night game, and I, I have Bridgewater in currently, but I also I, I do love, obviously, the matchup Wentz against Dallas. Um, my only The only thing, I mean, I, I, I switched it earlier today to Wentz, and then I switched it back to Bridgewater. And, um, you know, I do this a lot 
throughout the week. And, um, you know, sometimes I overanalyze it, but there's, there's a little bit part of me where I'm like looking at it and I'm, I'm thinking, well, what happens if, if, uh, the Eagles get up and they lean on the run and, and every team has been able to run so easily on, on Dallas, but then, you know, every team's also been able to pass so easily on Dallas too. So, um, in the end, I think I think both are fine, are perfectly fine plays, and I think I honestly think both are going to do really well. I don't think you can go wrong. Well, that's that's possible. I think about Philadelphia. That game still has not been flexed, so that is the Sunday night game. And I guess I guess it is a Sunday night game for first place in that NFC East, right? So, <laughs> I, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> And, and Grant, I got to tell you, while uh, while Rob was talking about that, and I I kind of lost interest in the NFC NFC East conversation. And I love the Carson Wentz pick, though. You got to you got to pick on those Dallas Cowboys whenever you get a chance to. I remember now why we went to Kansas City. We went up there for the Laura Ingalls Wilder convention. Uh, my daughter really loves that. Uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder loves the Little House on the Prairie stuff. And I think at some point. Laura Ingalls Wilder and Alonzo, her husband, ended up living there in Kansas, uh, in the Missouri area for some reason. And they got this big parade. They got this big, huge thing there. And so that's why we went over to that area of the world. So it it takes me a minute, but I remember things. All right. Trust me, unless you have a little girl that really likes Laura Ingalls Wilder, there's no reason to go to those days at all. Not not one reason at all. All right, so running backs this week, that it, it seems pretty challenging each and every week unless we know about an injury that's going on. Sometimes these these defenses that were weak against the run end up not being that weak anymore. I think Carolina falls into that category. I don't know, though. Las Vegas doesn't seem to be able to stop at the, the run at all, so Kareem Hunt is going to probably be a real popular choice. Who else do you are you thinking about for a running back, uh, Grant? Yeah, I do love Kareem Hunt. Um I also so you've got a couple revenge games. Um, you've got Melvin Gordon going up against the Chargers, mm-hmm. and a sneaky one is Lev Bell going against the Jets. I think uh, he looks pretty good last week, and I think they're going to give him a shot. Uh, it's a great game script for him, so that, I'd look out for him to make some noise. Yeah, that's a that's a scary one too because he hasn't been in that offense for very long. But you know Andy Reid, right? Yeah. And 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 we know that he knows the history of the NFL and all those things. And so he's going to want to treat Lev Bell right. And we all know that Lev Bell had that circled whenever he was thinking about where he was going to go. Absolutely. Uh, um, it, it, also, if you haven't used Boston Scott yet, probably ought to get him in this week. That's good. That's good advice. Anybody else, Rob, that, that we maybe didn't touch on? Yeah, for me, um, like you guys mentioned with the Boston Scott. So I, I mean, I'll, I'll name off, you know, a few of the the injury replacement guys like Boston Scott. If uh, Miles Sanders is out, you're going to want to go there. Um, Gio Bernard, if, if Mixon sits again, um, if you didn't use them last week, go there. Same with Jamal Williams. If Aaron Jones sits, go, you can go there. Um, I do love the Kareem Hunt play. Um, not only he's, he's also, kind of in the same mix of that, even though he's a higher end. Uh, but, you know, Chubb could be back um, soon. So if uh, if you haven't played Kareem Hunt, uh, this is a great matchup and might be one of your last chances to get like a feature workload out of him. So he's he's in play. I, I like Todd Gurley as well. Um, 
even though I, I, I'm generally down on Todd Gurley overall uh, in season long, but Todd Gurley, you know, nice matchup this week, uh, as we mentioned. And, um, you know, if, I guess if you, you know, have some studs left, you st- still got the studs, but those, those are kind of the guys that I'm looking at. And as we, as we've talked about before this, your, your own player pool is going to get more and more narrow every week. So it's, it's hard, it's hard to really, you know, look at it and, you know, especially cause I could be looking at an entirely different list than you. <laughs> you could be. What about uh, not, not Wayne Gallman though? Wayne Gallman might be the substitute this week if Devontae Freeman is out, but he's going against those Buccaneers. And we don't want anything to do with a running back versus the Buccaneers, right? No. Not only is he going against the Buccaneers, he's also Wayne Gallman. So you got to keep that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was on my one of my fantasy championship rosters one year. I think he ended up or ended up helping me get to the championship anyway. But yes, you're you're probably right there on Wayne Gallman being Wayne Gallman. All right, wide receivers this week. Uh, who are we looking at there, Grant? Who do you have circled as a big play this week? Is there any possible way, any possible way that T.Y. Hilton can bounce back after a bye week against the Detroit Lions? Who? Okay. All right, that answers <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't think it's happening. Um, I do like uh, I like Brandon Ayuk, uh, especially with Samuel out. Uh, he's out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, if you want to go a little higher end, uh, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse with Philly, but I think Fulgham is going to go off. I can I see like that. that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What about uh, for me with the Kansas City Chiefs, Rob, any, like a Tyreek Hill? You got to throw him in there this week if you haven't used him, right? Yeah. So the Chiefs are such an interesting case this week because – they have such a, you know, a high implied team total and they're playing the Jets. So, you know, anybody can go off, <laughs> and, but they're also favored by like 20 points. Um, so I don't know if I'll go with, with Tyreek just because I'm so scared that they're going to get up so big and just take the foot off the foot off the gas and just, you know, run it nonstop with, with CEH and Bell and just kind of grind the game out to, uh, to get this one over with, but I, so if, if you play Tyreek Hill, you're hoping for him to be part of the, part of the reason why they get up very big in the first half. So I, I don't think I'm going to do it, but I don't blame anyone who does it because he very well could catch two, three big long bombs early in the game and just really go off. But yeah, for me, I, I love the full gloom call. Um, that's uh, you know as we mentioned anyone player, players against Dallas is is never a wrong choice. Um, I like Keenan Allen. He's just he's shown that you know with with uh, Herbert back there he's just going to get peppered with targets. Um, you know I like the matchup the Thursday night matchup. If you have Robbie Anderson DJ Moore um, against that Falcons secondary, it's it's always a good one. Um, you know the 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 Atlanta guys they're always good plays as well. And that game could turn into a shootout. So I like those, um, you know, a couple, I, I love the, I love the Brandon Ayuk call too, because they're playing against Seattle. So, uh, San Fran's going to have to probably actually throw, you know, a good amount more than they, they really want to. And they usually do. So, and Seattle 
you know, their secondary hasn't been able to stop anyone. So I, I like the Brandon Ayuk call as well. Yeah, I could yeah. see that one a lot. And A.J. Brown has been doing really well. Corey Davis has been doing really well for the Titans, too, going up against those Cincinnati Bengals. And they, the Titans have got a pretty good high uh, point total as a single team themselves. So I, I'm looking kind of that way uh, as as well. What about if, if uh, well, like, I don't know, with Tampa Bay, are we can we can we zero in on Mike Evans now that Godwin's out this week? Hmm. Either one of you two? I, I zero in on Mike Evans is just a scary thing to say at this point. Um, <laughs> but if you if, I mean, if you haven't used him, then you might as well uh, because his value is not going to go up from here. Uh, he's going to get Brown. He's going to get uh, Godwin back in the lineup. So I, yeah, yeah. I mean it. It's not the worst idea in the world. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to think of, of different players that we could play uh, that may not be able to have that same kind of uh, influence on our decisions later on in the year, especially with Brown coming in, Godwin getting healthy. Gronk has really been tearing it up, and that leads me into the tight end situation. And I think there's a revenge game or two for the tight ends. I know one of them is in Chicago with Jimmy Graham facing the New Orleans Saints. I think Jimmy's going to end up catching a touchdown at least one this week. You agree with me on that thought, Rob? Yeah, it's always tough. Um, they, I like, I like the matchup. The Saints haven't been able to, you know, stop tight ends very well this year. So, um, you know, every week I talk about it, I'm always like a little leery of tight end defense metrics, but um, they seem to be, you know, a, a good team to target when it's come comes to playing a tight end against. And like you said, he's got that, he's got that revenge narrative going against his his old team. So, I, I, I don't mind the the Jimmy Graham play. Um, you know, I like uh, another guy I like is John is Johnu Smith against uh, Cincinnati. Uh, they haven't been able to cover tight ends very well either. And um, we just saw last week, Harrison Bryant caught two touchdowns and Njoku caught one. So there was three touchdowns to tight ends last week. And it, it, it remains to be seen if John is fully healthy yet. Cause he didn't look all the way back last week. So, um, might be a little hesitant there, but you know, tight end landscape is so bad. So, you know, but outside of the top few, it's 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 hard to trust anyone. And one of the main guys I actually really like this week, and you know, I'm I'm not sure if you guys, I'm I'm thinking it'll be a pretty popular play, and I think you guys might be uh, playing as well. But Richard Rogers for the Eagles, again, as we mentioned, target Dallas. <laughs> they're they're. Uh, probably the worst defense in the NFL at this point. And um, Rogers is a, a guy that's filling in for an injured Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. So you're really not going to have much other time to ever use him other than this week. So, which is a kind of some of one of a, a rare things to say at the tight end position. So I might, I, I think I'm going to end up going there and trying to take advantage of that while I can. Cause like we mentioned, the tight end landscape is so bad. You know, I try to get anything I can. Yeah, I, I think George Kittle, people are going to be leaning heavy on him this week, Grant. It, it, that's always though a strange play for me whenever I think about all the rest of the team being injured. So can I really concentrate on that one guy? Because I think the Seahawks will be trying to take that one guy away and say, beat me with anybody else. Yeah, they can try it, but he's not the only guy there, and he is George Kittle. So I, <laughs> I, 
I, I like him a lot this week. I'm actually, you know, it's hard to get away from Richard Rodgers. Uh, so, but if I don't play him, I am going to play Kittle. That's who I've got in there right now because I haven't used him yet. Um, maybe I should have done that last week. Um, but I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be terrified uh, to play Kittle. Yeah, I'm also looking Gronk's way this week. It's either going to be Gronk or it's going to be Jimmy Graham, and it, it may end up being both of them. I've, I'm going to be remembering the tight end, the tight end Super Sunday from last week, and I'm going to be thinking about that whenever I make out my baby bowl lineup. Oh, <laughs> guys, I, I'm just terrible at this. I try to outthink the room. All right, great job. Is there anybody we missed that you guys are just like, I'm going to play that guy this week, or did we cover everybody? I think we covered everybody, don't you, Grant? Yeah. Rob? Do you think so too? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think we we uh, did a good job covering it. Uh, I think so as well. And a lot of DFS nuggets in there. We do appreciate that baby bowl chat room and everything, and all you guys participating in that. You guys are doing great. It's been a pleasure to be a part of that this year. And Grant, I don't see your your name pop in there very often, but I'm sure you've checked it out once or twice. And and Grant, it has been a a great honor to be able to have you on this program. And I cannot wait to head up to Taps on Main sometime and try those wings. Hey, we can't wait to have you. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Oh, good. And congratulations on your victory, my friend. Thank you. All right, Rob, uh, it, it, oh, make sure you check out Grant Tower on Twitter at Grant Tower. Get a couple follows. If you tell him you heard him from if you tell him you heard him here on the Baby Bowl podcast, I'm sure he will seat you at the best place to view all those televisions and he will give you a little bit of extra wing sauce if you tell him you heard him on the podcast. I bet you he can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob, you can find Rob uh, Rob Norton on Twitter at Norton0723. Are you highlighting anything special this week, Rob, for your DFS articles? Uh, yeah, I'll be, it'll be, uh, the DFS article will be, I'll probably submit it to the publishers probably Friday night. So, um, maybe even if I get on it Thursday night and so it'll be out Friday or Saturday, but, um, yeah, I mean, as far as I've only done a little, uh, little, uh, look so far and, you know, so I, I guess I can give a little sneak preview, but Kareem Hunt and Keenan Allen are probably two of my favorite plays right now. So, so yeah, so be on the lookout for the rest of the article uh, coming out later in the week. That is sweet. I like that. I like those two plays a lot. Keenan Allen, he had like 19 targets a couple of weeks ago or something. That was amazing to be able to see him have that many. But last week, uh, Herbert ended up spreading the ball around to everybody. I mean, everybody, dude. He, I would see the little tracker up there for the Los Angeles Chargers, and I'd be like, who is that guy? And I start <laughs> I start looking on my uh, Yahoo feed, looking trying to find out who those people were. I didn't recognize any of those names, and that's just my inability to remember things, maybe, or my inability to know all the names in football. But it was pretty fun to watch that rookie. He's really doing really well as a quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers. You can find Rob at Rob at Norton zero seven two three on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with little underscore. You can also follow me on Twitter at Lofinit. Head over to Anchor FM, find the show over there. You can subscribe to the show on whatever platform you like to and listen to it on that platform. If it happens to be on iTunes, make sure you slap those stars around for us. You can leave a review. But more importantly than all those things, we want to encourage you to go out into the world and make a positive impact in somebody's life today. 